an apostle of reformation with an uncommon debt in covenant realities given a divine mandate to spread the gospel of grace in excellence and spirituality he is consistently impacting so many lives in six campuses and many more across several continents apt in the spirit he decodes spiritual truths from the word of god and presents the gospel with exactitude and practical relevance your life moves in the direction by default of what you're saying faith is the confirmation that you believe it's been done a steward of faith staring a divine blueprint that has fast become a reference point globally he stands out as one of the emerging influences of the next generation of young leaders in africa fondly referred to as the father of the takeover generation across board he has changed so many lives and he's igniting the dynamics of fresh kingdom possibilities raising the next generation of change agents around the world and pushing the gospel through new frontiers in emerging technologies through Koza app and Koza TV. He is a loyal father, a devout mentor, an insightful teacher, a master giver, our greatest gift, God's anointed one, and a remarkable husband to our sensational mother, Pastor Madele Fatoibo, ladies and gentlemen, with a heart of gratitude, receive with a loud ovation, the senior pastor of the Commonwealth of Zion Assembly, our beloved father in the Lord, the Reverend Biodu Fatoibo. We love and celebrate you greatly, sir. We bless you, Lord. Father, I pray for anyone watching us from the prison that in the name of the Lord Jesus, let your hand be mighty. Amen. Let there be joy unspeakable. Amen. When, people, when people end up in that place, they end up, they end up their lives. But Lord, let there be a brand new beginning. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. let there be unusual favor. Amen. In the name of Jesus. You are the glory and the lifter of our head. Lift up someone's head there. In the name of Jesus. Anyone with heaviness of heart that came into this room in the name of Jesus, let the mighty hand of the Lord yank you out of that pit. The God that rescued Daniel, let him rescue you. The God that disgraced everyone that wanted to attack Daniel, let every, every adversary of your destiny be disgraced in the name of Jesus. Let there be a new beginning for you. Lift your hands with me and say, Father, I receive understanding. I understand your heart. I am on the same page with you. I see what you see. In your light, I see light. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I ask for an unusual utterance. The Lord lives will remain the same. Nobody under the sound of my voice will remain the same. In Jesus' name. Why don't you celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Please be seated. I want to start from Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter and the first verse this morning. The Bible says, remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Before the difficult days come. And the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure. 
When you get home, please read to verse 7. And you will see unusual wisdom that God wants you to apply your heart to. I decided to read the New Living Translation. And it blessed my life. It says, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. The excitement, the, the zeal, the zest, the expectations, the high hopes of you being a young person. Don't let it cause you to drift from your creator. He said, honor him. While you are a young person, before you grow older and say, life is no more pleasant. I read to you the narrative that says, I write to you, children, because you've known the father. Then they jump the young people and say, I write to you, fathers, because you've known him that is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you're strong and that you have overcome the wicked one. Who you need to overcome is the wicked one. Now, when you are young, some things come at you that you must overcome. Because for a father, he doesn't need much to overcome. Most men that you know, once they get old, they don't even have pleasure for the opposite sex anymore. So they don't even have anything that comes at them that they want to overcome. Most of them are not tempted to go for parties. They are not as strong as they used to be. So most things you don't put in yourself now, most things you don't conquer now, you may not even have so much value for them later in terms of when you now stop it won't be a sacrifice because it's now because nothing is coming at you god wants to use you when your manner is fresh god wants you to be positioned now that you have enough strength you have opportunities god wants to brag on you and say to satan have you seen my daughter have you seen my son so right now that you are a young person is the time that God wants you to acknowledge him and rem remember him. I can never forget when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. A friend of mine met me at the junction of a school, of our school. And he called me by the name they used to call me. He said, where are you, go where are you going? I said, I'm going to the fellowship. He said, what happened to you? That was the normal question to ask. Because as a young person, what are you going to do in the fellowship? The people we saw at the fellowship were those whose homes, when we went for holiday, they went to the village. They were older people. They didn't dress well. They didn't have prospects. So the only place that could accept them, nobody would invite them to the kind of parties we went to. Nobody will talk to them. As a matter of fact, it was when I gave my life to Christ that I first of all noticed born-again Christians in my school. I never knew they existed. We had two gates. They passed the other gate. We woke up, you know, dressed well. Instead of going for lectures, we hung at the gate, you know, to see people and we talk and everything. I never knew they existed. I live from that gate to my room to the buttery. You don't see them at the buttery. They're always cooking. Cooking beans. <laughs> and some of you can bear witness to what I'm saying. Always cooking beans. Always speaking Yoruba. They were brilliant. But they looked like somebody that lived in 1979. So I, the, you, to be a Christian was to be a frustrated person. And some of you right now, some people still don't understand it. Why you have so much zeal for God? Are you frustrated? Are you looking for a husband? What are you doing in church? What is happening to you? Because nobody understands 
that we were made for God. These people are formed for myself. They shall glorify me. This is the reason why even pastors, people don't understand that there's a career in pastoring. When I say there's a career, I'm not saying that it's an industry. I'm trying to say that people have been called from the foundation of the world, and that's, their, that's what they've been called to do. They went to school, exposed, have opportunities like you. So people don't understand how that a church could have normal HR, normal uh, uh, KPIs, normal stuff, because they feel as poor as church rats. I was talking to a Muslim friend of mine who we went to primary school together. Once in a while, she pops into church. She's actually, she works with us on something in church as a professional. So she, once in a while, she comes to church. One day, I was at Maraba Church. She was at Guzapi Church. And she did not know I wasn't in church. She did not know. Does that not shock you? So, she was like, Pastor, I'm in church. Can I see you after the service? I'm like, I'm in Maribel church. She said, no, I'm in church. I saw you. <laughs> this is an executive of some sort who does things professionally. Did not know that as she was watching me at the foyer, I was not in church. So we got talking. I said, why can't a young Muslim guy rebrand this your thing? And present it properly. I said, I can't even imagine myself being a Muslim. The way you guys coordinate your stuff. That's why they need to fight their young people to be part of them. And that's why if you see the Orthodox churches, they are losing young people. Because they're not evolving. It's only animals. That take what God gives to them. And use it the same way every day. The way rabbit has been eating carrots. It's the way we eating it. But human beings, because of our intelligence, we make carrot pie, carrot cake. We, we put carrot in rice. We, it's the same carrot. But God put brains in our skull to present it differently. Come on, talk to me. People who don't have the spirit of Christ don't understand these things. It's not because they want to attack you. They just don't know. They think, church, at the back. And let me tell you something. One of the things affecting all of us, including me, is that you were 20-something, 30-something before you met Jesus. Even after meeting him, you still went to some churches where they didn't point you directly towards your destiny. So the enemy already infested your brain, put some things in your head before you met Jesus. So you are reading the Bible from a spectacle. That's why the Bible says, satisfy us with the fullness of your house. Give us to drink from the rivers of your pleasure. It says, because with you are the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. Because you can see light in another light. Am I talking? The Bible was written so that you don't approach God. Psalm 36 verse 9. The, the Bible is, was written so you don't approach God with ambiguity or with your past or with your, with your paradigm. No, God says, this is who I am. You, you take it or you don't take it. It shocked the Jews. Do you blame the Jews? Do you blame the Jews? Do you blame the Jews? Jews that when their Torah was written, 
Genesis to Deuteronomy was written. Those who wrote it have been to where the sages lived in Jerusalem. In caves. When they were writing it, they were reciting some, 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 some things even as they were writing. And every time they saw Yadhevave, which is Jehovah, they dropped their pen to go and have special bath. To imagine how many times they saw Jehovah. You are now printing Bible. In machine. They look at you like, what is wrong with you? And then your New Testament is written in the language of God's enemy, Greek. Meanwhile, that was a language that cuts across. So Jewish people are looking at us like, are you crazy? Paul, are you mad? How could you? Okay, if you say you met Jesus and you're writing the dispensation of grace, why would you write this in Greek? They couldn't understand that God is progressive. God is progressive. So, um, how I got here is that a lot of people think once it is Christianity, it's something you do when you're not busy. Nobody wakes up in life and says, I want to be a pastor. When I became a pastor, people in the neighborhood called my parents to order. Like, what is, what is wrong with your child? Because I was promising. I wasn't a frustrated person. I'm not one of those people who didn't have opportunities or they failed in business and they now doubled in the church. No. After school, this is, the, this is the next thing I did. I had to have a talk with my parents. Are we all still here? People pitied me. The truth be told, my friends met me and, so where are you? And um, I'm into youth development. <laughs> I couldn't say I was a pastor. It wasn't trendy to be a pastor. So we are not one of those who became pastors because uh, there's money or anything. I'm telling you the truth. My father called me and said, do you see my friend's children? They also go to church. What is your own problem? Why must you? So I began to talk to my dad about divine instructions, about destiny. I began to talk to him about these things. And he said, okay. If you really, 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 but which Bible school, which theology school, which seminary? You know, he didn't understand. Why? Because in my family church and most of your family churches, people pursued their career. And if you live where I lived, Ilori, most parents were civil servants, people with integrity. They served the government with their lives. And their postulate was to be a permanent secretary. Once you're a permanent secretary or a chief judge, everybody respected you. Then you retired. Then go to the seminary of your church. When you are already sleeping at meetings. So when they want to take you up, you know, the people were high. Come, come and help me, Dr. Akinshete. They, they took the pastor up like this. Now, he's so brilliant. He has administrative gifts. He's had experiences all over. Across. From ambassador or something. He's used his strength to build bricks for Pharaoh. Now he's tired. So he comes up. His glasses is very thick. His message is boring for the upcoming generation. And the fans are saying, <laughs> they are very long. <laughs> Meaning silent prayers. 
that was the time I slept. And we'll be quiet for five minutes. You'll be here. I am not lying to you and I'm not talking down on anywhere. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Now, the church I attended was started by John Wesley. That's the guy that introduced music to church. They didn't used to sing in church. People went to church sad. Because you approach your, your maker humbly and sadly. John Wesley and his brother said, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. They wrote hymns. Hymns were the contemporary songs of his day. That's why if you notice, national anthem of country sounds like hymns. So don't think when you get home it is hymns. When you get to heaven it is hymns they're going to sing. Don't think so. Those are the contemporary songs of their day. Most dances we dance in church today that you think is the holy dance, they were palungos. They were the trendy dances by uh, 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 what's the name of Bobby Benson. Uh, all these highlights. I mean, those older folks here can understand what I'm saying. Those things we are doing dancing. Those are those are the dances they dance at parties. Ask your ask your folks when you get home. Those are not holy dances. While we don't, you know, encourage some dances. Don't, don't think, these things you need to keep evolving. The same thing presenting it different ways. You know why Nigerian cuisine has not been featured internationally? Because we eat pepper here. And we say, yeah, if you can't eat jollof rice with pepper, if you're a white, you can't eat it, go and die. But a Chinese person will take that jollof rice and say, what do you want? Do you know that McDonald's in Japanese don't take their, their chips with ketchup. They take it with mayo because they are more of mayo. Say, no, no, we are McDonald's. This is all. No, that's your problem. You look at what happens. You evolve to sustain. Am I talking? Are you following what I'm trying to say to you? You don't, you don't want an organization that it's only those who have been wasted that will now be called. No, young people are called. And I'm going to show you in the Bible. Look at the new living, look at the uh, message translation of Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 1. Praise God. Honor and enjoy your creator while you are still young. Before your years take their toll and your vigor wins. So God wants you to serve him with vigor, with strength. With strength. Somebody looked at me and said, man, your schedule is crazy. How are you doing it? I said, man, it just got better. If you met me in Elorin, I preached every day. Did training three times a day. Preached in other churches. Walked on foot. I didn't even have a car. Moved from place to place. We walked to places than the time we spent preaching. All of us were broke. I said, I'm doing this in nice cars with convoy. Moving to Guarimba. Going to, this is fun. On nice road. <laughs> there are things that if you don't do now, you'll never do. Some of us on campus prayed for 10 hours on Saturday, 18 hours. If I want to do it now, if friend won't let me do it, they will come and knock three times. Daddy, are you done studying? And I'll have kids. There are things you have to do when you have to do them. And guess what? They are never done. They are never finished. They are stored into your destiny. I pray for you, somebody. 
that beyond my passion with which I'm preaching this, God will speak to you. God will speak to you. Young people will tell you, do you know what we're going through? Do you know the opportunities we don't have? Even God knows we've tried. Even God knows I'm going through. Pastor, do you know what I'm going through? They are preaching to me to live for God. Do you know what I'm dealing with? Do you know what we young people go through? Let me tell you a story. I need to be fast because of the first service. Judah was plundered one day by Nebuchadnezzar. Young men, promising, upwardly mobile, were captured. They saw old people, they said, Baba, go home. They were capturing young people. What have we done? Put them in chains. Took them to Babylon. Let me tell you the background. Nebuchadnezzar did not have anything against Israel. He had expanded his kingdom. He wanted to conquer the world. He had expanded his kingdom to the level that it was entering to Arabian countries. He needed administrators. He needed people with sense. People that their brains were still active. He needed their ideas. needed their contribution. Just like you see countries like Canada. Listen to me. If you are not qualified, if you are not a professional, apply to Canada. They will look at your uh, application like this. They are not just looking for people. They are looking for upwardly mobile people that can contribute to the economy. That's an old principle. From the time of the Bible, it's been there. Nebuchadnezzar told them, when you get to Israel, you see an old man going like this, leave him. You see a woman, leave them. Capture young people. When they got to Babylon, you know what? They made him to march around them. He looked at people without blemish. People that were promising. People who stood up straight. He took them. You know what he did? He brought them to his palace. That's the way the devil thinks. That's why when you see most people that are brilliant, they have, they have ideas, they're intelligent, it's either they are, they are perverted sexually or they have one thing. The devil always chooses such people early in life. But church is one place where we say, oh, there are young people. That church, full of young people. How, how do you think? Any church today that has under 30, in the next 20 years, that's the church that will be relevant. But the body of Christ, they are just playing that place. Somebody wants to put together a board of trustees or people on the board. They say, no, 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 no. The young man is too young. When should he be on the board? They don't understand yoking. Even if you have a 70-year-old man there, by now you have young people that they've yoked into the, into the cabinet, into the parliament, showing them how things are done. Any good king, once they give back to that child, the child has a throne beside his father. He's watching his father how he's judging. He's watching his father how he's doing things. But now you, 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 ex, you know, ostracize the young people from everything and then you expect them to behave right. But guess what? Even the young people are not, they're not living up to it. They've called you unserious and you are living up to unseriousness. I want to say it again. When did President go on become the president? 20? 21? An average 27-year-old guy now, if you make him even a commissioner of a state, he will misbehave. Because his mindset is different. 
Someone is 27, he's jumping around, messing up with his father's inheritance. He says, a young man, you know, the first money that a young man sees, he uses it to buy Bali and Akara. And you two, you are living like that. Pastor Matthew, my great mentor, had his first house in his 20s. He didn't have a father around. His father died during the war. You must think differently because your life moves in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. While I wanted to dress nicely, drive a nice car, don't put the car before the horse. The Jewish people spend the grandchildren of their money. When we were at Disney Dome and we were paying that money and they were seeing me in, you know, very nice dress, they thought I was joking. Until this building appeared. They thought we were joking. Smart people don't spend their money. They spend the grandchildren of their money. You can't have money now and go and buy a phone. Why is that phone contributing for you? You have to think differently. Don't use what, the money you don't have to buy what you don't like to impress those who don't like you. Get to a level and never come down. Keep moving up. Praise God. They cut these guys. I decided to show you some things. The word Daniel, the name Daniel, and meanwhile, the secular system, I know some people spell it C-I-R-C-U-L-A-R, but it's actually S-E-C-U-L-A-R. It's different. It's not secular. It's a system designed, and I'm going to step on toes now, designed to take God out of the system. You are a ship, S-H-I-P, going to a destination. That's why you have a destiny. A ship can never get to its destination without water. So you need a circular system. But once water enters the ship, you are sinking. So the problem with a lot of people is that they've allowed what should take them to the destination to enter into them. That's why you are sinking. So, you must know that you're in the world, but you're not of the world. We're different. Our principles are different. The world is always wanting to prowl into our system to say, no, this is how you ought to do it. But God has a system. It's not democracy, it's theocracy. What God says is final in our kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe you should study the United Kingdom to understand the kingdom of God. Anything that is kingdom is different from country. The queen doesn't have a passport. If you've seen it before, show it to me. She doesn't have. She's the head of the kingdom. She doesn't have money. She goes to, even though they don't abuse it, they don't spend money. It's point and kill. A kingdom is not just one place. It extends. She only visited Nigeria twice. But see, the influence has not left. We're still wearing suits in heat. <laughs> Are you following what I'm trying to say? They extend and take territories. So anything that doesn't want the kingdom to spread, doesn't understand the kingdom. I don't know if you know that she runs Dubai. She runs Canada. Runs Australia. She's the president of Canada. She's the president of Australia. I don't know if you know. Sitting there. How many people that came to colonize, how many officers came from London? Were they up to 500 that they arrested all of us in Nigeria? That's how kingdom operates. It must spread. It must expand. 
Hallelujah. So now this is exactly what was happening here when they caught Daniel. They actually changed his name to Belteshazzar. But let me show you what God did. First of all, his name was God is my judge. And we can learn a lot from Daniel because if you do things right, no matter what, how they attack you, God will be your judge. God will support you, protect you, he will rescue you, he will defend you if you are loyal to God. Another friend of his, they captured them together. Maybe they were playing. I don't know if they were, I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they were coming from the temple when they captured them together. One of them was Ananiah. Ananiah means the grace of God. Those were Daniel's friends. Another one was, was Michelle. It means he that is strong is God. Another one was Azariah. It means the Lord is my help. Or the Lord is his help. So the grace of God and he that is strong is God. And God is my help. We're captured. <laughs> Child of God, if you're going through anything, don't think God is not with you. That's not a time to say, well, I will do Yahoo. Even if God knows, I must help myself. No. That's no way to do that. Pastor, I'm in bondage. If you know what my family is going through. There are a lot of ladies under pressure, not because of themselves, but because of their families. That's the culture here. But please be smart. And know that, you know, God was the one that dropped you in that family. He has a way of escape for you. Don't go for the cheapest or the easiest way out. Go for what the Lord is asking you to do. Praise God. That's a mindset that I prayed to God this before I came to this morning that God will kill inside of all of us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The mindset that says that your husband must be richer than you is demonic. And I don't even know what's wrong with men that are insecure that their wives are richer. I mean, if possible, has more money. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not my business. The only thing is that I will spend it. If you can't spend your wife's money, you are not in charge. You don't have skills. You don't have skills. You know, when I was younger, if I want to talk to my mom, maybe we have something doing in school, I need to buy this thing, I need to buy that thing. I don't go to my I go to my mom. Once I enter her room, she's like, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. I'm like, mommy, why? Once you talk to me, I will bring out money. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Psycho. Any woman wants to look young. Mommy, uh, Mommy Susie, you're looking young today. <laughs> I heard him swelling. What do you want? Uh, no, I'm, I don't know. I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> Which dress are you wearing to church on Sunday? Say, Am I thinking of Sunday? And I say, Mommy, let's choose it. And then she gets carried away. And we choose it. We choose the shoe, choose everything. Uh huh. She has opened up. Amen. I'm telling you, you need to find out what people care about. Anyway, let's, let's face our work. You know what Nebuchadnezzar did? To God is my help. 
He that is strong is God. You know what he did to them? He changed their name. Shedra was not his name. Misha was not his name. Abednego, they were Babylonian, secular names. Changed it. Changed their literatures. All the books they brought, they collected them, took them out. But they did not know that you can take the Torah from Daniel. They've made them to recite this since when they were five years old. Is it? Your problem is, is not here. You were first called in Babylon. We're now dragging you, dragging you to church. Even now, till now, all the things I'm saying, uh, could I be correct in the um, teamwork and the law of productivity? <laughs> because what I'm talking to you, a Muslim is not like that. He started with Quran. I have a pilot friend in Dubai. Schooled in America all his life. He still wears this thing. He's an IT guru now. He stopped doing pilot. He, he does uh, home automation and everything. He still wears, his trousers here. And he's schooled in the best schools in Russia. Every, no matter where you take him to. What did Moses' mom tell him? That he refused to be the son of Pharaoh's daughter. When they indoctrinate you since when you were small, it's different. You know, I told you I was a gangster member. Despite that fact, every time we were going to school, my dad would open Psalm 1 to me and put Psalm 1 inside of me. That thing, sometimes I would look around like this. I actually used to hear voices. Boy, what are you doing here? I used to hear voices. I knew I wasn't part of them. I knew it. Because somebody put something in me that I didn't even believe in. When my dad says, let's read the Bible, I'll be like, but he still entered. Your problem is, some of us are the first generation to even come around, you know, a living church. So there's a lot of stronghold and a lot of bulwark that is not letting the thing penetrate. But if God sits on the throne, you will spearhead a new generation. You will spearhead a new bloodline. In the name of Jesus. He changed their names, changed their literature, changed everything about them. These guys didn't see their parents anymore. And they trained them in the school. They schooled them with the mindset of the Babylonians. Well, guess what? These boys, they excelled. Let me tell you where the favor, uncommon, these guys displayed uncommon discipline uncommon choices uncommon stance they stood where others the moment they entered the king's table they brought meat hey! Say, ah, thank god I don't suffer I don't suffer but this boy said no they told the eunuch they said sir please in Daniel 1 and verse 8 the Bible says Daniel proposed in his heart not to defile himself with the delicacies or the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. I wanted you to look at verse 9, everybody. This was where the rise of Daniel started from. Now God brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. The first person that led him 
was the first person he had favor with. From that time, Daniel began to rise. Child of God, you are looking for a, a, a cheap way of escape. You want to be popular. You want people to clap for you. You want an instant, short-term result. But if you want to matter, if you want to become who you are supposed to be, you want to rise high in this kingdom you belong to, there must be sacrifice. There must be a stance that may necessarily not look good at the beginning. But if you stand with God, I tell you the truth, there is no way your life can be shortchanged. I pray for you that God will give you understanding in the name of Jesus. This was where Daniel started from. He was a teenager. Guys, talk about being young. They were called the three Hebrew children. They were not old people. They were not married. So why are you misbehaving? I'm still young. I'm not married. So I can do anything I want. You're shortchanging your destiny. The devil just lied to you. It is while you are young now that God expects you to start positioning for where you're headed for. Yesterday I was at an event and a politician began to talk. And he talked about Barack Obama. And I was like, wow. He was bullied and it was, you know, spoken about. You know, when you are half-caste in Nigeria, they say, oh, you're half-caste. In America, you are worse. Because blacks will not accept you, whites will not accept you. I have a friend like that who has been here. He has preached here a couple of times. He said, I don't understand. The blacks don't want me. The whites don't want me. I said, then be, you, you go create your own system. Hallelujah. He cried all night because he was bullied. He was talked down on and he made up his mind. That even though my skin is what it is, my brain is not damaged. And he made up his mind and proposed his mind in his mind to stand out. This man began to paint scenarios how Barack Obama was encouraged by his, by his grandmother and all of that. And he said something that changed my life. He said he went to the convention that year. Nobody knew him. He was just given an opportunity just to make it look fair. Okay, this guy has a good skin. Let him just say something. When he got the microphone, he exploded. It's time for you to start preparing for opportunity that is coming. Don't look for uh, an immediate escape route. Don't look for a shortcut. Shorter cuts become longer sometimes. Are you following what I'm trying to say to you? This guy proposed in his heart and he refused to defile himself with the delicacy. If you read the story, the eunuch di discovered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel were fresher. They were more brilliant. They were better because of what they ate. That's why some people are eating leaves every day of their life because they thought it was the leaves that Daniel ate. No. It was a choice they made in God. It was a choice they made in God. And I'm not saying good diet is not good, but I tell you the truth, it was a choice they made in God. What is before you now that you are about to make a choice and the pendulum is about to move to the side of the enemy because of the, 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 the temporary thing you're dealing with. Your friends may laugh at you, just like my friend that laughed at me when I gave my life to Christ. He laughed at me and sat on the floor laughing. This is a very tough cult boy. Laughed, sat on the floor and was rolling on the floor. He said, what happened to you? And he began to tell me about my opportunities. Mention my position in the gang, in the gang that I belong to. He said, people even want to be here. Look at you. What is wrong with you? To the glory of God, I'm not talking to him now. I've paid his rent twice or thrice now. He comes to me every time to tell me about his problems. Now, who, who, who is laughing last now? 
So don't let anybody, don't let what people will say uh, barricade you from doing what the Lord wants you to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brings to mind Joseph. Remember Joseph? He was sold. See, if you were sold by an enemy, it's okay. But if your brother sold you, that could even make you, that could bounce you off. Do you think that Joseph did not doubt all the dreams he had when he was sold? And he was taken to Potiphar's house as a slave. But guess what? He just kept excelling. Potiphar, Potiphar's wife lied against him, put him in prison. Did you know that it is you and I that now know the truth? Everybody in his generation thought, ah, uh -uh, no, Joseph, you not do well. Ah, ah, you spoiled things. Your guy's wife. And they took it in and kept going on. You know what God told me days ago? <laughs> I shared it with the workers. I was minding my business. And the Holy Spirit said to me, if you hiss at the honey, it doesn't even reduce its taste. That's what the Holy Ghost told me. I'm telling you, I've never heard it before. He said, if you hiss at the honey, you're not even sweet. He said, that person that hears, let him taste it. He doesn't reduce the test. You are bothered. You are shaking. Hey, this is what they feel about. Oh God, face your way. That route you are taking, as long as you're successful, you will drag envy. Keep, keep facing forward. Do what you got to do. I wish I had time this morning. I would have shown you some scriptures. But let me, I will tell you about it. Go and search it when you get home. Have you ever seen a prisoner before? First of all, what was the jail term of Joseph? He was locked and they threw away the keys. In other words, life imprisonment. But before long, grace found him in that place. Grace found him in that place. And you know what happened? The jailer would give him the keys. And I like to describe it this way. Joseph, what are you doing? Lock the prison. A prisoner. In the name of Jesus, every espionage of hell to make your voice cease is buried before you now. Every damage done to you, everything done to you with the intent to damage you will only be an advert for you. If your amen is louder, you receive it done. <laughs> Please don't let me waste your time this morning. But let me say this as I close. How many tribes do we have in Israel? Who can tell me? It's not true. We have 13. Jacob gave birth to 12 children, but there's no tribe of Joseph. You know what happened? God gave him two. Manasseh and Ephraim. God gave him two. You want double? You must stand out. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Come out from among them and be ye separate. 2 Corinthians 6.17 Beg your pardon. 2 Corinthians 6.17 Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch your unclean thing and I will receive you. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. See, your kingdom is different. Your policies are different. And you must be different. And you must do it 
as a young person. There is no price you pay for God that is in vain. There is no price you pay for God that is in vain. Joseph, in captivity, paid an unusual price. And you saw what God did? God made sure he stood out. All the blessings that should have come on Judah, all the blessings that should have come on Reuben, came on him. He was the one that received double. I prophesy, in the name of Jesus Christ, you will stand out in your family. Starting from now, even as you are lying, I don't know how difficult it is for you. I don't know the price that God wants you to pay. But trust me, I've been a pastor for a while. Any new level demands new price. I prophesy, as you yield to God, since he's a more faithful person than us, your reward will not elude you. Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. In that you minister and do minister. Minister is not preaching, it means service. You're doing something for the upliftment of the kingdom. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that in the agenda of God for 2022, you'll be in front. You want to always be relevant. You must pay attention to this thing I shared with you. If you want to always be, at your old age, you're still bearing fruit. Even when you can't go out to do what you used to do. Maybe you're a preacher listening to me. People will be coming to you. Your voice may not be loud, but even at the little sound of that voice, there's blessing. Everything Jacob said over his children came to pass. I speak to you now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be above only. Your strength will not be abated. The enemy will not waste your time. You will not waste resources. Huh? Every time you are dating on serious men, on serious men, they will date you for four years, they will drop you. For five years, they will drop you. Why? You must monitor the criteria with which you date. Is it kingdom? Is the Lord with you in it? You see, 10 years ago, you could be playing games with your life. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's time to come out from among them. In our family, this is how they do. This, in our family, they say we should bring five people. They will pray on five men. Where did you find five men that you are praying on? Where did you find them? Come out from among them. I'll be different. Joseph's great-grandfather was a shepherd. His grandfather was a shepherd. His father was a shepherd. Ten of his brothers were shepherds, but something told him, I'm different. And it was different. As you embrace your difference, may the Lord make you a different person. I reiterate my prayer over you. If one person will make it to your family, it will be you. So shall it be. Pray in tongues, everybody. Pray in tongues. Pray the spirit of the message into your spirit. You have 60 seconds to pray. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Philippians 1, 3 I thank my God every time I remember you. This indeed is the state of our hearts concerning our partners and friends, who support us through their love gifts. Your giving and prayers have made it possible for us to take the glorious gospel of Jesus to the ends of the earth. 
To partner with us, please visit partners.coza.org.ng. Email us through partners at coza.org.ng or call us with the numbers on the screen. Thank you for giving to the Lord. We celebrate you.